0: Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1123. August 1st, oh man. Oh. Where does the time go? August 1st, 2023 is 101 degrees on this day in 1988, as we learned yesterday. Looking back into the newspapers of that day, it was not treated as hysteria or calamity. 49 degrees on this day in 1962, lots of swimming season left. I hope you get a hold of Aquaside, or better yet, I hope you've already gotten a hold of Aquacide. They've been keeping swimming beaches free of weeds and crud for more than 60 years Of the line of products made in White Bear Lake. They work quickly, they're easy to use, they work, and they've been vetted by all of the proper authorities who look at such things. Mm-hmm. So the fish are safe, the kids are safe, you're safe. And uh, call Aquaside. Tell them uh, a lot of swimming season left. The kids are down there grousing. They're pointing at stuff.
1: Look at that crap. They get don't rid want of it. it
0: there. Call Aquaside and describe what you're looking at. They'll get you the right products, and your beach will look great the rest of the season. Call Aquaside at one eight hundred three two eight ninety three fifty. 328 9350 Joe Sushu.
1: We are less than two weeks away, and we are all excited about the Garage Logic 30th anniversary celebration at the Chan Dinner Theaters. That's going to take place Monday, August 14th. It's going to include a live recording of the podcast. Tickets are just forty dollars. It does include dinner, and you get to witness the magic happen in person. The show starts So you, at, you
0: don't bring your own dinner. <laughs> I wonder if you could. So sack you lunch? don't bring your own lunch. You get it right there.
1: Okay. Yeah. Or maybe you wanted to bring snacks. Could. Because it's a long show. Granola bar. 5.30 show, or excuse me, 5.30 dinner, show at 7.30. For more information and to purchase your tickets, just go to garagelogic.com, and when you arrive at the show tickets page, click on Get Tickets. Our latest update was yesterday at 76%. No update as to where we stand today, but I'm telling the public, once the tickets are gone, they're gone. Chris, do they serve alcohol there? Yes,
0: I have never been there.
1: I found that shocking when you and John both said neither. that either. yeah, I've been nor there. have I. I've been there a couple of times. It's a neat play. I really kidding. like it. I've done two different station events there. It's it, those people are awesome. They're really good, good people.
0: We got a note last week from a fellow. Uh, I still don't know a fellow or a female c g, who was confronting us about the idea that we might not be commuting to work. And he was, uh, remember, oh, yeah, he yeah. was holding us yeah. uh, in some sort of degree of hypocrisy, and we straightened him out, and now he writes back, I want to say thank you for responding back. I would like to apologize for two things. One, my poor email. Uh, one other thing, you yeah, are Yeah, because you ripped him. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are correct. My writing skills have always been my weakness. That's why I'm an accountant. Uh, just wanted to say thank you for answering the percentage who work from home. Last, I wanted to respond about me driving one hour and 30 minutes. It's not, to, uh, it's not by choice, but more of a need. If I worked in my town I live at, I'd be below living means. I'm not sure I'm following that.
2: But he won't make enough money working out in the sticks. I get it. You make more money working where the tall buildings are. I get it.
0: Especially trying to pay back my school loans. Have a great day and pushing back. Sincerely, CG. Thank you, CG. And our friend... Matt, the demo driver. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Man, he sent me pictures of the car. It doesn't even look like a car. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like a green suitcase. That's success, then. That means he's doing his The back wheels are in the rear seat. They've been pushed into the rear (laughs) seat. There's not a chance in hell you could identify what kind of car that was. He said, unfortunately, I did not win in Anoka on Sunday. They had 20 cars for my class and split us into two heats of 10. I took fifth in my heat, which, considering how bad my car was before, isn't so bad at all. Car still runs, but won't be driving far due to me breaking my front CV axle and both of my rear tires now being pushed into the back seat. (laughs) Below are the aftermath photos. I think it would look great in your front yard, Joe. <laughs> I'll sell it to you as is for a good price. No, thank you, Matt. Somehow this kid will figure out how to get that back on the road.
1: Or in I don't your know how they do it. You know, just drag it into your front do yard. Do you
0: want to post his pictures on the website? Oh yeah, for I have sure. them over there, and I'll forward them to you. Yes, please do that. They're extraordinary.
2: That's cool. They're,
0: it looks like a guy with a. It looks like you could pick it up and hold it by a handle, and it's a green suitcase.
2: Well, I'm wondering if Team Garage Logic Racing can come to the rescue here and one GL or help out another GLer. There's got to be somebody out there that has the exact car Matt needs for the next competition.
0: Yeah, but how, I brought that up get, the other day and you guys poo-pooed me and said it was no, not, against no, the law. Not, not,
2: no, not us. We step aside and well, let, I see. let the GLers deal with each other. Yeah, uh, Maybe we could make some connections.
1: So basically, you're just trying to be the last one standing, right? That's what you're...
0: In a demo derby? Uh, yeah. Your objective is yeah.
1: to be the last one moving.
0: <laughs> you know, The only thing I would fear in a demo derby is a concussion.
2: Well, that and just the trauma to your body. Well, that not, would be the trauma. would be to yeah. your
0: neck and your head.
2: You're not allowed to hit a car on the driver's door. That's right. one of the rules. Oh, I um, know that. The one thing I always worried about, I don't know if they do rear-wheel drive demos anymore, but I, that, that uh, drive shaft always troubles me. Yeah. Where's that thing going? Cause
0: right if that through thing through your
2: belly. Yeah, if that thing comes <laughs> up through the floor <laughs> pan, owie.
0: Didn't an F1 driver die that way? I'm thinking... Uh, one of the famous F1 drivers died that way. The drive shaft got him. Yeah. Uh, 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 what's this? Another a follow-up note to, to Split Rock Lighthouse, which came up in yesterday's This Day in History, and we learned the only way to get to it upon its inception was by road. I'm mean, I'm sorry, by boat, and that left me curious. And I have a note from Jason Young who writes... When you mentioned Split Rock Lighthouse, uh, you seem puzzled why the lighthouse was only reachable by by water when it opened in 1910. As the great-grandson of Pete Young, the first keeper of Split Rock, I have the answer. The reason why the lighthouse was only reachable by boat in 1910 is because Highway 61 was not built until 1924. In order to get to the lighthouse, you did need to take a short boat ride from two harbors. Congress allocated—boy, this is a good lesson in how government used to work. Congress allocated seventy-five grand to construct the lighthouse, and it was not only built on time, but under budget. At the time, it housed the largest lens of its kind in the world, and when conditions were right, the light could be seen as far away as Grand Marais. And one other note, the lighthouse was supposed to be lit on August 1, not July 31st. Apparently, great-grandpa Pete was either confused and thought that the light <laughs> was to be lit prior to midnight on the 1st, or he was just bored and wanted to get to work tending the light. He's a bad waiter. All the best to you and the guys, Jason. Thank you, Jason. That's cool. Yeah. And a final note before we get on with things, Pam writes... I attended the St. Saint Paul Saints Game Sunday, and the singer who sang the anthem sang it partly in English and partly in Spanish. I'm a veteran and a moderate conservative, plus I thoroughly enjoy your broadcast. so I just wanted to share that I felt not singing the entire song in English was inappropriate. Do you have the uh, thing there it's just another example of doing away with what this country once stood for it's happening bit by bit well I've been wrestling with that is that is that a terrible crime against tradition uh, singing half the anthem in uh I
2: think, are you are you asking us
0: I guess I am I'm asking you and I'm asking rhetorically
1: I was just gonna say I I think it just affects everybody differently. If you're a service member or, you know, if you're a veteran, obviously that's going to impact you far greater than it's going to be a ding-dong like me.
0: Someone recently, I don't know who, uh, a a black performer, turned it into a list of grievances Mm -hmm. for black Americans. I didn't find that too agreeable. Uh, But uh, I guess I I don't know what to say to, to Pam. Uh, but Pam uh, Pam trumps my concern because she's a veteran. Right. So I, I don't blame well, her. Uh,
2: you, so you say she has a higher status as an American than you do? No, when it I comes just said her to her hearing the
0: anthem at a ball game, I'm going to give Pam a higher status than me.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. I'd like to hear all of it in Spanish, all of it in German, all of it in Italian. Uh, every. Every race or whatever that's been represented let's come over here, pole, yeah, bring it. <laughs>
3: Norwegian,
2: yeah, I want to hear it. As I, long I wanna, as
3: they're still singing it, yeah, I guess it absolutely. It doesn't lose its meaning.
2: Not to me, it doesn't. Pig Latin, everything.
3: Yeah, America. A got a note from Joe
0: Joe Joe Yo, a lot of age. Knoxville Ooh. Tennessee. Joe Yo. Joe Yo. I've loved your show since the last century. But oh. <laughs> well, last week you had me in stitches. Never have you had such a funny bit. You were discussing legalized drugs, and I'm laughing just thinking about it. <laughs> you were cracking me up yeah. when you pretended to think this would be a problem for law enforcement. Your state lets carjackers out in two days, and you thought they are going <laughs> to arrest people for dope in Minnesota. Pure comedic genius. <laughs> Pushing back from Knoxville. JoYo. Thanks,
2: Joeyo. Yeah, well, he's right. Knoxville, which state, Knoxville?
0: That'd be Tennessee, Tennessee?
2: Kenny. Well, there's a Knoxville, Knoxville, Iowa, and there's Knoxville's all over. Well, really? I'm going with Tennessee, Kenny. Okay, okay, Joe, you go with See? Tennessee. I'll go with Tennessee. Iowa. Tennessee.
0: Law enforcement had a problem with a motorist on 94 Sunday night. The motorist ended up getting shot and died. We don't know why but that has not stopped the family from holding a rally and we're learning that uh what was it Jimmy Cobb how do you say his name
2: Ricky Ricky
0: Cobb Ricky. yeah uh we don't know why but the star tribune's reporting was uh, off base because they instantly uh, well what did they say A minute. the first sentence a Minnesota state trooper shot and killed a black motorist early Monday morning uh, uh, this is the same paper that I thought didn't want to identify people by race
1: unless it fits their agenda
0: but the re- other reason it's wrong to instantly stoke that fire is that we don't know why Ricky Cobb was shot We know he fled a scene. He didn't obey commands from state troopers. But we have yet to see body cam or squad car dash camera footage. And then we get this paragraph. Cobb is the latest black motorist killed by law enforcement officers in the Twin Cities following high profile incidents dating back several years. So we've really, uh, the Star Tribune is really fulfilling its agenda here. Uh, I'm terribly, terribly disappointed in the way this is reported. We go back to Philando Castile and Castile and Dante Wright. Uh, Dante Wright was a horrible accident. Uh, Philando Castile was an unqualified cop who's no longer a cop. Uh, It's not like America doesn't try to correct these problems. In any event, let's just cut to the chase. We don't know why Ricky Cobb was shot, so it seems premature for the Star Tribune to be positioning this as another example of evil, and I don't even know the race of the law enforcement officers. But uh, I think it's premature for the Star Tribune to be Positioning this as another example of evil law enforcement shooting sweet, innocent black men. I don't know if that was the case. We don't know. And apparently, footage, film footage, dash cam, squad car cam, will be released soon. Does that mean today? Maybe it's already been released.
4: That's it has not as of yet, but they did say soon, so hopefully, this yeah. week at least.
0: So, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I do know that uh, we have a wonderful piece from Hinderrocker, John Hinderocker, uh, from the uh, well, I know if he's the Powerline blog, but a strong affiliation with the Center for the American Experiment. And we learn that law enforcement does not discriminate against blacks, and that can be proven. In May 2020, the world was turned upside down when the massively overdosed George Floyd died on a Minneapolis street. Well, he died under a knee. I'm not going to let Chauvin off the hook for that. While well, waiting for an ambulance that could have saved his life, the narrative that Minnesota's criminal justice system was biased against blacks immediately took hold, encouraged by Minnesota's own state and local officials. That's true. In response to that narrative, states and local jurisdictions across America and even around the world enacted reforms that handcuffed law enforcement and favored criminals. Defund the police became a mantra, and Black Lives Matter, the source of many claims of law enforcement's discrimination against blacks, raked in tens of millions from corporate donors. But but was the narrative of racial discrimination true? Liberals supported it by comparing the percentage of blacks in the general population of states like Minnesota against the percentage who are caught up in the criminal justice system through arrest, prosecution, conviction, and ultimately incarceration. The fact that blacks are overrepresented in the system, indisputably, indisputably true, was taken as irrefutable evidence that our criminal justice system is racist. There is, of course, another obvious possibility that blacks are overrepresented as criminal defendants and prison inmates precisely because they are overrepresented as perpetrators of crimes, Hmm. which is not to be questioned. That happens to be a fact. Over the years, Heather McDonald, for example, has been especially prominent in pointing out this inconvenient truth. Here in Minnesota, ground zero when it comes to anti-law enforcement propaganda. There was a breakthrough when the state's Bureau of Criminal Apprehension began publishing data on offenders in each criminal category by race. When we look at the percentage of blacks or any other group who are arrested, prosecuted, convicted, etc., the relevant comparison is not between those individuals and the percentage of that group in the general population, the vast majority of whom are law-abiding, rather the relevant comparison is the percentage who become involved in the criminal justice system versus the percentage in the offender population. The BCA's new data set allowed us to make this comparison. Enter Dave Zimmer. Okay, I know Dave. He's grizzled. David is a veteran, it should say a grizzled veteran, of 33 years in the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office. He used to be a uh, Star Tribune employee, from which, well, I'm sorry, maybe I'm talking around about the wrong David Zimmer. David is, I I think I am, I apologize. Let me look, I'll look. David is a veteran of 33 years in the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office, from which he retired as a captain. He now works for the American Experiment as a policy fellow in law enforcement and criminal justice. David went through the painstaking work of analyzing the BCA's offender data and comparing it with arrest, prosecution, conviction, sentencing, and incarceration data, which comes from various sources. What he found should put to rest forever... The theory that law enforcement in states like Minnesota is biased against blacks. The BCA offender data show that blacks commit serious crimes at a per capita rate 10 times that of whites. That proportion is followed from... Arrest through incarceration except that David's analysis finds that Minnesota's criminal justice system discriminates in a, in a statistical sense against whites as compared with blacks. And you can access this report at powerlineblog.com. Some might find the report boring. It consists of largely statistical analysis charts and graphs, But if you enjoy seeing a liberal narrative dismantled brick by brick, this report is for you. We issued a press release on David's report, but shockingly, neither the Minneapolis Star Tribune nor any other news outlet took us up on the opportunity to interview Zimmer or published any (laughs) reference to the report. That's okay. We know whose side those outlets are on. They are on the side of the perpetrators of serious crimes, not the victims. I don't know how we're to dispute that claim.
2: That's something we deal with on every single level right yep. now in yep. America, on every topic. Right.
0: Davis reports concludes with the fact that... That the victims of serious crime line up as the same as the perpetrators on a per capita basis. Victims are ten times as likely to be black, so the liberals are hurting those they pretend to care about, which we've said for 25 years. Yep. Leftist America does not do black people any favors, and if anything, black parents should quit telling black educators, for example— Quit doing my kid a favor. You're only making him or her less than. It is a David, a
3: different David Zimmer.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I apologize. American Experiment has inaugurated a podcast, and the podcast, Maiden Voyage, features me, Hinder Rocker, interviewing Zimmer. If you would rather spend twenty-six minutes listening to us, Talk about the report, then reading it, probably not a bad idea. Here's the podcast in video form. You can find that at the American Experiment, and you can find the report at powerlineblog.com. We'll come back with more of Minnesota law enforcement in a moment. No, but first. Well, I, I'm trying to. Oh, I th- you started to hit buttons. It's like you gave me the like the look, like No, I want to tell you about. I want to tell you about Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Please. There are so many garage door people that it's hard to find the right one. But here's what I've here's what I've concluded throughout my long life of having a garage door. Okay. You need a guy, and you got to stick with the guy, and that's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. I've I've seen their work. I've met the people. They're my guy. Even though it's the whole family, a GL family. They uh, they're available twenty four seven. They don't charge more for weekends. They take care of everything: springs, rollers, doors, openers, you name it. You want curb appeal? Mm-hmm. They'll do a new door. They've got doors. You can get a door. You I can get you a door. You got a door? Precision Garage Door will get you a door. They fix garage doors correctly. They don't linger, they don't waste your time. They're busy cuz they're popular. They serve the west, they serve Western Wisconsin and the uh, the metro area. And find them. Find them and book your opportunity to get that door fixed before winter. It's August 1st. Mm-hmm. PrecisionDoorMN.com. com.
1: You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best. And also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. no Obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952 925 5608. And tell them you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast.
3: Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC,
1: a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice.
0: Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Why is everyone mad at me today? <laughs>
5: The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere
0: Show.
2: Here's a fact for you. It's been well established. Moon Motorsports has the most exciting showroom in the region with many of the models that are actually the most exciting to us. And the Moon Motorsports showroom has just gotten more exciting with the first ever Mid-season in- inventory reduction sale it's going on now till the 12th of August uh and this is the savings opportunity of the year at Moon save up to thousands on the bike ATV or side by side Right in the middle of riding season, right when you're thinking about it, well, now's the time. Pull the trigger. You can check them out on at uh, moonmotorsports.com. But then stop into the Monticello showroom and see these deals for yourself. And there's also a big event coming up, the Moon Motorsports third annual Vintage and Heritage Show, August 12th. It's in partnership again this year with the uh, Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club. You can enjoy bikes of past eras and modern bikes with nods to the classic styling. You can enter your bike to win the coolest trophy a custom made Yeti Tumbler trophy. Neat. They're the best power sports dealer in our area. Um, Moon Motorsports, just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com.
0: Well, Mary Moriality is up to it again. speaking of statistics the family of a Plymouth man killed during a 2019 attempted carjacking in broad daylight Uh, is making clear its disagreement over the Hennepin County Attorney Office's decision to seek probation for the accomplice in that killing the shooter was sentenced to 22 years in prison but mary moriality informed the family Mm -hmm. of Stephen markey that prosecutors plan to request that hussein spelled h-u-s-a-y-n hussein wow they're doodling uh, that's not how you normally spell that hussein braveheart be spared a, a lock a, a lengthy lockup for the killing of Markey, who was 39, shot in broad daylight in northeast Minneapolis. Braveheart was 15 at the time of the shooting, and is now 20. His co-defendant Jared Oshman, then 17, pleaded guilty to second degree second degree murder in 2020. And admitted to firing the fatal shot. It's an insult to my son, but that's not the point. My son is gone, said Stephen's father, Jerry Markey. Braveheart is charged with first-degree aggravated robbery and aiding and abetting second-degree murder. Mary Moriality said her office wants Braveheart to serve one year. That'll teach him. Uh, He knew what he was was
3: getting into at 15, five years ago. To
0: serve uh, one year in the workhouse with five years of probation. Holy crap. (laughs) During which he would have to remain law-abiding. Otherwise, the court could impose the same sentence as Oshman's. They won't. My commitment to Markey's family is that we will do everything that we possibly can to make sure that no other family suffers through the devastating and tragic loss of their loved one, More, Mary Moriarty said. Well, which sounds like utter nonsense. No,
1: you're doing the exact opposite. It just actually. sounds
0: like Mary, utter nonsense. Yeah. Both teens had their cases moved from juvenile to adult court, but it took years for Braveheart's case to finally land there after the Minnesota Supreme Court had to weigh in, ruling in November that Braveheart should be tried as an adult. He remained in custody and completed two residential treatment programs, Moriarty said... More reality, said, adding that he has been extraordinarily responsive to the carefully selected treatment that he has been able to access since he has been incarcerated. Uh, She said the focus needs to be on rehabilitation, not punishment. Mm. My job as county attorney is to look at where Braveheart is right now. And he is in a very, very different place than he was when he committed the violence against their loved one
4: okay yeah it really is that the way it works
0: it does with Mary Moriality whose ideology is corrupted uh, for a variety of reasons I would imagine
2: but she's living up to her campaign promises
0: that's
3: true <laughs>
2: and none of this is a surprise
3: yeah. I'm letting everybody go
0: The uh, plea was on short notice. Not everybody from the family, Markey's family, could attend. So uh, this was District Judge Michael Brown. Uh, Do you want me to keep reading? I mean, what's the point? Uh, She's full of ass and always has been and always will be, but this is who Minneapolis wanted. Markey was uh, uh, 39 years old. He was starting a business with his mother, who was a paralegal. Uh, the Minnesota Supreme Court said, and the district court, uh, said the district court incorrectly ruled Braveheart's trauma from lifelong instability in child protection services made him less culpable. Both teens, both t- Both then-teens drew drew semi-automatic pistols at Markey around 4.50 p.m. on June 11, 2019, near the intersection of 14th Avenue and Tyler Street Northeast. Oshman told police he ordered Markey out of the vehicle and shot him after seeing him reach for something. Braveheart fired at the vehicle as a bleeding Markey drove off. They fled and were arrested after crashing. A stolen SUV in St. Louis Park.
3: Ah, so they'd already stolen one, then they were going to hijack this one, and then they end up shooting him and killing him.
0: Executing
2: him.
3: Yeah, that's more like
0: it. Jerry Markey, uh, that would be the dad, lives in Minneapolis. He maintained that he and others are at risk if Braveheart is allowed out anytime soon. Well, we've learned how people are at risk with law enforcement not being responsible. Uh, You let... uh, Uh, Cal out C. Cal Mm -hmm. whatever his name was he killed a woman and injured another one he was uh, at two arm carjackings what is reasonable Marky's dad said what makes sense I'm not coming from hate I don't hate anyone I hope that Braveheart can sometime be a real productive citizen and spread peace and love in the world but so far his entire life has given no indication of that yeah Yep. Well, what are you going to do?
3: A hell into a handbasket. Is that where we're putting the world? (laughs) How how does
0: it go? What? It's a a real disservice to the public that the Star Tribune off. Oh, by the way, I was thinking of Dave Nimmer.
3: Nimmer, okay.
0: Not Zimmer, I apologize.
3: But you're right on the grizzled part.
0: I don't know that I am. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't know Dave Zimmer.
3: No, Dave Nimmer. Nimmer is grizzled, yes, yes. but
0: he wasn't involved. It was Dave Zimmer who placed this correct data together, assembled it, and has made it available to the likes of the Star Tribune. Uh, an interview with him has been made available to the Star Tribune, and to this moment, they have not accepted that. They're doing a disservice to their readers Uh, They do in many areas. Uh, They eschew facts for agenda. And it's uh, not helping the city. And the city of Minneapolis, you've elected, for example, you've elected Mary Moriality. And you've placed your own lives in danger.
2: Mm -hmm. You've placed your
0: own lives randomly in danger.
2: What are the chances of the governor and uh, Keith Ellison stepping in?
0: Zero.
1: Absolutely zero. And you say that because, as it, as they did with the other case, this doesn't fit a certain agenda, right?
0: No, it's the uh, the perpetrators are favored over the victims. But the irony is the victims are overwhelmingly black. Yep. So you know, all, all the Mysterians are doing is hurting people day after day after day, hurting the very people they claim to be championing. They're liars. They're frauds. They're angry people. They're very angry, angry people. And Mysterians, on top of everything else, they don't even like people. Nah, to hell with them. But
1: there's got to be a grander game being played. Otherwise, this none of this makes any sense. None. None. Why? I mean, and Kenny nailed it. I mean, she ran on this as a campaign
0: promise. And you voted for it, Minneapolis. You, This is what you wanted. And now your lives are in danger. I don't think that's hyperbole.
2: It's not. No, the goal is, we've discussed it before, the complete destruction of life in this country it's as we know it. Because the
0: Mysterians don't like this country, they have found it to be not to their liking, not to their taste, they find it to be unfair, too competitive, too demanding, too difficult, and they're out to undo it. And Mary Moriality is just merely among those leading the charge. And you can get elected in Minneapolis with this attitude. You can get elected in Minneapolis if this is your ideology and your mindset. Well, for Christ's sake, you can get elected in any city in the country close to the tallest buildings if this is your mindset. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And you can stay in office for a long, long time with that kind of mindset.
0: You got a worthless attorney general. You got a worthless Hennepin County prosecutor. Worthless in the sense that They are not dedicated to the lives of the citizenry. They're dedicated to their own agenda, agenda, which has nothing to do with protecting the lives of the citizenry, whether the citizenry be black, white, brown, blue, yellow, male, female, tall, short, they're not dedicated to us. We become smaller and smaller citizens when we are merely subjected to their agenda.
2: You think this is a global socialist agenda? Yes. This is happening all over the world right now?
0: Yes. <clears> oh, <throat> well, it's happening all over the, the Western world.
2: Do we call this the New World Order, or is that going too far?
0: Uh, it's too premature for it to be the new world order, but we're sure heading that way. And all you're doing is hurting the people you claim to care about. What were his statistics? Let me repeat Zimmer's statistics. A veteran of 33 years in the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office from which he retired as a captain... He's now at the American Experiment as a policy fellow in law enforcement and criminal justice. Zimmer went through the painstaking work of analyzing the BCA's offender data and comparing it with arrest, prosecution, conviction, sentencing, and incarceration data, which comes from various sources. What he found should put to rest forever... The theory that law enforcement in states like Minnesota is biased against blacks. First paragraph in today's story about the fellow shot on the freeway. A Minnesota state trooper shot and killed a black motorist Monday morning. As though, oh, here we go, and they shot another black motorist. Back to Zimmer. The BCA offender data shows that blacks commit serious crimes at a per capita rate Ten times that of whites. That proportion is followed from arrest through incarceration, except that Zimmer's analysis finds that Minnesota's criminal justice system discriminates, in a statistical sense, against whites as compared with blacks. Uh, where is the uh, Where is the statistic I wanted? Uh, the fact that blacks are overrepresented in the system is indisputably true because there is irrefutable evidence that the criminal <laughs> justice uh, system finds more blacks committing serious crimes. Blacks are overrepresented as criminal defendants precisely because they are overrepresented as perpetrators of serious crimes. Uh, And the victims, where where was the, uh, there was a great statistic in this brief story about the victims themselves are disproportionately black. Uh, Take a break and I'll find that and we'll come back with Johnny Height. Well, but first, Joe...
1: I'd like to remind you that our friends at North American Banking Company are proudly supporting GarageLogic's 30th anniversary with clips that you're hearing throughout the show, and I hope you are enjoying them. North American Banking Company has also been at it since 1998, and back then they made a commitment. And that commitment was simple. They wanted to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. Well, a lot has changed since 1998. This commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities that... Has not North American Banking Company invests in the people, businesses, and organizations that make the Twin Cities a great place to live. They have six locations to serve you. My locations in Roseville, but you can also see, see them, excuse me, at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank, and they are also locally owned and operated, which means that loan decisions are made right here. In the Twin Cities. They're not sent out of state. This helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. When you're looking to capitalize on an opportunity or to solve a problem, turn to the experts at North American Banking Company. Look them up online right now. NABankCO.com. That's NABankCO.com. North American Banking Company member, FDIC, is an equal housing lender, Joe.
0: Before we go, I found it. It's very important. Zimmer's report concludes with the fact that the victims of serious crime line up the same as the perpetrators on a per capita basis. Wait, say that again. David's report concludes with the fact that the victims of serious crime line up the same as the perpetrators on a per capita basis. Victims are ten times as likely to be black, so the liberals are hurting those they pretend to care about. And Star Tribune should be ashamed of itself, the editor and the publisher. You're, you're, you're not terribly full of wisdom. Uh, this should be published in your newspaper. And it, so far, it has not been
4: one thing about yes, well, John. Mind. I'm sorry. I, well, I was just I just read the whole thing, uh, the, his, Zimmer's whole thing. It's all based on one year of figures. What year? What year? Twenty twenty one.
2: I don't have a problem with that. Well, no what, what what would you look for?
0: What did you want, John? A hundred years?
4: Well, well, I would. Well, fifteen, twenty. I mean, I'm not. I'm just saying it's based on one year. I have no
2: what. I would love to see it going back. I would like to see it year by year for, and this is a hell of a lot of work for Zimmer. Year, year by year for the last 10 years just to see it on a graph to see if these numbers have gone up or down or if they've steadily gone up or they, steadily they gone down. Same, I think it's a yeah. fascinating aspect, but I don't think it takes away from what Zimmer found. But boy, you're right. There is room for digging there.
0: John, do you think 2019 was different statistically from 2021?
4: I think crime in general, probably after the George Floyd thing, yes, would be
2: uh, significantly Wait, different. Yeah yeah so the numbers would probably increase but it's
0: not it's not crime it's 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 the perpetrators and the victims do you think that's different in 2019 than 2021 would be
2: well I think it could be I don't know I have no idea it would be fascinating to find out you know we're just spitballing now it would
4: be a lot of work obviously yeah yeah
2: He, he obviously put a lot of work into this obviously yes yes and I wonder if the numbers are even available. They've got to be, don't they, for 20 and 21? Well, I'm sure they're where, where available. Where are you finding it? this, this was a
0: one-year only study? I,
2: I just read his entire thing, Zimmer's. The report I, is here, and here is highlighted. Yeah, it's yeah you can click th- on yeah. that
4: and go to the report. Yeah, Right, and if you read the report, it's all based on 2021 figures. Offender data and other traditional data sets from 2021 were used in this limited analysis, which compared white and black adult offenders as they traveled through Minnesota's criminal justice system. That's his writing. That's Zimmer writing. It's that. a 24-page report. Yeah, a lot of it. Those graphs and pictures, and <laughs> I like
0: pictures. And the graphs and charts don't go beyond 2021.
4: That's correct. They're, they're all the charts are for 2021. All the charts every everything in the thing is for 2021.
2: Oh, I thought you said 19.
4: 2021.
2: Oh, okay. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. Well, oh, I accept that. Not a great-
1: Logic, town council
2: member. Here's what you're missing. Just keep shoveling the man. Joe eats fast. I've noticed Uh-oh. that. Okay, they're hayseed. Are you <laughs> spitting the seeds into your lunchbox? What do you want me to
0: do, throw them on the floor?
2: <laughs> you are <Yep>. a hay Hayseed. <laughs> <P. laughs> You're the hayseed. Kenny, yeah, Kenny. Hay He's the city at hayseed. He yeah, is. You want me to spit seed?
0: the seeds on the floor? He's
2: like Jethro You're Clampus. <laughs>
1: hey, go out to the concrete pond. Do it again. I want to. I want the sound effect. I got your mic up. Come on. Give us a good spit.
2: God, that's crass. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. God.
1: Oh, my God. What a Neanderthal? <laughs> the scenes of garage logic with unfiltered audio and video access invites to exclusive events an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself and more by signing up at garagelogic.com
0: <laughs> do you know to tell time i do a boy uh, it's, you
3: know what it is it's the end of the world it's <laughs> the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine joe
2: what is
0: kenny got something
2: Boy, are you crusty today. Holy crap. We're going to start
0: calling you Jeez. David
1: Zimmer, Nimmer, <laughs> whatever his name was.
2: So you're walking through the big uh, Save Big Money box store the other day. Let's see, what was on your list? A wax ring, a, a window insulating kit, maybe a bag of Cheetos. And there it was. Oh, You saw a really good-looking safe with a really neat paint job, and you had a big notion. Please, 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 please stop. Don't do that. Don't buy some steel box with a fancy paint job from a glorified lumberyard. Do yourself a favor. Click over to MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Take a look at the Liberty brand of safes. They provide the best protection from calamity you can get. Then stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe. They're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Meet the owner, Rich. Easygoing stand-up guy. He's going to make sure you go happy, uh, home happy. And by happy, I mean not feeling like you just got, what the hell did I just buy? No, Rich is going to make sure you get the best deal for your money um, with the best safe ever ma- made. Don't buy a generic steel box or... From a lumber yard. Stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe. They're in Maple Grove and on the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I don't know what time
0: period I thought Zimmer examined. I assumed, which is always a a risk, Mm -hmm. I assumed it was longer than one year. But the more I think about it, 2021 was an interesting year. To examine post defund the police movement, post cities burning, post this and that. 2021 was a great year to look at.
4: Here's John Height okay. in the newsroom. Okay, you know, I and I'm finding another thing now from the Center for the American Experiment uh, that the uh, stats were very similar for 2020, for what it's worth. And I haven't been able to go back past 2020 yet. But so 2020 and 2021... Uh, all the stats that uh, you were talking about. That corroborates
0: my belief that those stats would have been similar for many years. Correct. I don't know what year would be the cutoff.
4: It's a story by Bill Glon, who uh, was on the show. What was his name again?
1: Bill Glon. No, uh, Zimmer? David Zimmer. Zimmer.
5: (laughs) Anthony is that guy, number one. We are unequivocally not trying to trade Anthony. That's Mike Zimmer. <laughs>
4: oh, that was an old bit we used to do. Also, playing a very popular Miles Davis song, Chris. <coughs> that's his jazz. In the dude. news. That's was that Green is Blue? Uh, what was
0: the name of that Miles, song? Miles Davis. Was, Green is Blue or? Blue is Blue. Well, it's jazz, but thanks for pointing that out, John. You're
1: you're <laughs> to throw all of us under the bus today. Well,
0: I am, I guess. Huh? I guess I'm next, huh? Yeah, you're no, next you don't do enough for say enough to get in trouble. <laughs> you're fine. I'm vanilla. You're above the See? yeah, right. You're above the fray. Got but. it.
4: In the news, warrants issued in the disappearance and suspected murder of Winona mother, Madeline Kingsbury, have been made public. A Winona County judge granted dozens of warrants after Kingsbury went missing in late March, several of those unsealed yesterday. Many documents named the father of Kingsbury's children, Adam Fravel, and accounts associated with him in Kingsbury as subjects of the investigation. Some documents also outline concerns that the woman had before she disappeared. One said Kingsbury's family reported a conversation the young mom had with a friend before she disappeared. She said that if something ever happened to her, quote, it was Adam. After several large searches involving the public, Kingsbury's body was discovered in early June. Ravel was arrested, now is charged with second-degree murder. Officials say more charges are possible. Yes, sir.
0: What would be interesting to know is how how soon in this disappearance Were cops aware of her saying, if anything ever happens to me, check out Adam?
4: Yeah. If they knew right away or...
0: If they knew right away, why was this woman gone for months? Why didn't they just sweat this guy? Never mind. Nobody has the answer.
4: We're too afraid to talk. Right. Don't Don't forget, kids, uh, as of today, as uh, the Rook likes to say, the dope is legal to use, possess, and grow in Minnesota. You're going
3: to smell weed. Everywhere. Everywhere. But
4: but since no one has been licensed to sell recreational marijuana in the state, it's still illegal to sell. Until dispensaries open their doors, likely in early 2025, Minnesotans will have to get their marijuana the old-fashioned way or grow it themselves. Wait Wait a minute. uh, (laughs) You you have the same question I do. Wait a minute. The old-fashioned way is illegal. Well, it's it's. I don't think it is now, right? You can well, you can't sell large amounts still. You can use, possess, and grow. So well, how much so can you,
0: I buy from my dealer? I, that I don't. How have much you looking for? I think you can have. Can't you have? I don't want <laughs> two any. pounds. You can have two pounds at home. Speculation. Where are you supposed on to on get Gino? it? Because <laughs> growing it only becomes legal today. Correct?
4: Yeah, growing, owning, and using.
0: Perish the thought that somebody was growing this two weeks ago. Well, my
1: question was going to be, we've known about this for months and not one person stepped forward to sell this legally in the state. Is that what you just said, Johnny? No, oh, the well, Red
4: Lake. There's a dispense. Yeah, I have that also. Okay. Uh, the Red Lake Nation. Uh, reservations can sell it. They can craft their own cannabis policies. But here, uh, when they passed the law, it was rather quick and we didn't make any policies, remember? So, so uh, apparently they're still working on the details.
0: So. did you see the Red Lake? They were on the news last night, the Red Lake people uh saying how they want to make this a great experience that we're selling it and this and that. Their building is shaped like a big eagle. It looks like an eagle.
3: What is it made mm. out of?
0: Wood and Wood? stuff, yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> I think they should be able to do whatever the hell they want. This is their country what?
1: It's an odd show today. Yeah, it really is. <laughs>
3: well,
1: I'm glad because I thought was the maybe the, the
0: eagle would get a response that, isn't oh, that neat? That's cool. That's
1: cool. I saw a video of I've a guy. i the eagle
0: on the news. doing an this.
1: eagle parody video at a, I think it was a gift shop. Um, it was uh, Eagle's
2: Wings.
3: You I don't know if I've told Marshall, you this, Tara. but
2: I really, really like the song Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
3: There. Kenny chimed in with an Eagles comment. There
2: you go, boy.
3: That was at the National Eagles <laughs> oh, yeah. Center, by the way. Gotcha. I hate the Eagles.
2: Get out of my cab.
0: Get out of my cab.
4: <laughs> an invasive species has been confirmed in <laughs> Janasson Lake. The Minnesota Department. Well, I ain't of going
0: down there then.
4: Minnesota Department of Natural Resources says it recently confirmed zebra mussels' presence the in Lake Fish. Jan. We were Riley. just
0: there two weekends ago. We got lake the zebra mussels there? What lake? Lake Ann. Lake Ann. Is that a big lake? No,
4: it's it's big enough.
0: i never seen
4: it. <laughs> it's six-block radius. Riley Purgatory Bluff Creek Watershed District. That's a long... Uh, title staff members found four adult zebra mussels on a tree in shallow water in the lake back on July 12th according to the DNR and a follow-up search revealed five more zebra mussels however because they were all found in one specific part of the lake and none were found when the rest of the lake was searched the DNR says it is still considering potential treatment options the state fair is drawing ever so closer now that it's August 1st, and 65 beverages that's been announced are debuting at the fair, ranging from sweet and fruity to sour and slushy. They join the 39 returning beverages found only at the fair, bringing the total to more than 300 beers and beverages at the Great Minnesota Get Together. Uh, one uh, you may care about, Joe, as do I, the Na Blonde, the NA Blonde Ale, featuring the perfect blend of smooth, bready, malt body with just enough hop character to brighten things up, and you can get that at Lulu's. Who brews that, Johnny? Lulu's. Uh, ba- ba- no, Bauhaus. Bauhaus
1: Brew, Brew Lab, yep. okay.
4: Uh, but it'll be available at Lulu's. So.
1: I was told that it will have a significant presence this year because both Surly, Summit, and I'm missing another one. Uh, oh, who's the place over by the by Target Target Field? Um Fulton. They're all they're all debuting, I believe, NA beer at the fair this oh, year. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, fun. That's what I heard. I don't know if uh, how... I
3: saw the list though of the new drinks, and there yeah. looks there's some really good sounding stuff.
1: Are there any weed infused? Yes. In fact, at, at um, the fair, we know a guy. Um, at the fair, at the fair, we know oh, a guy wow. that uh, might be debuting one at the fair this year.
4: Is he a spokesman for that company? No, yes. Uh, he used to yes, make okay. a regular exactly.
2: appearance on the beer sure. show.
4: I know you guys know
2: exactly that. what I'm talking about. Um, what about smoking at the fair? Can you smoke weed? where you... In their little smoking sections no, where you can because smoke tobacco? No, cigarettes are banned at the fair. No, they're not. There are smoking areas. Well, oh, there's their are
0: areas, but
2: I don't think you can walk down the midway
0: smoking weed.
2: No, they hide you away uh, at yeah. the end of the grandstand. you got to be there. in a
0: corral or something, don't you?
2: Well, it's almost. <laughs> yeah. well, but the think... great the great thing about it, it's at the western <laughs> end of the grandstand. It's in the shade, and there's plenty of places to sit down. It's actually quite lovely.
3: Uh, don't they call it reefer corral? <laughs> that's a great <laughs> come on down to that, the reef
2: that is a oh you should patent oh my god you reefer gotta copyright that copyright <laughs> <laughs> that Matthew
4: to get there you walk down reefer road
2: sounds yes. like a Jimmy yes. song,
0: yeah, yeah and
2: you could do reefer road to the sound of tobacco road right yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> well, you I'd can't to... smoke a cigarette standing in front of our stage, for example.
2: Well, I smoked them behind our stage. I was
1: just going to say, Kenny would go in the back at least.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right between the big stage and yeah. us, right? Yeah. All the dirty All smokers the gathered in back. Yeah. And who was the TV engineer
1: that would always cup one back there, too? I don't know. Okay.
4: An estimated $1.05 billion Mega Millions jackpot up for grabs tonight, giving lottery players a chance to snap an unlucky streak on that one that stretched for months. Nobody has won it since April 18th. So this becomes tied for the seventh largest jackpot in the history of the United States. This was uh, was the other other one. This was Powerball. This is Mega Millions. I will not listen every single day. You ch- I got no shot at listening. Sorry, the chance <laughs> of winning.
0: I'm probably going to
2: use my winnings to somehow sue the the four of you. I, I don't know what yet, but I'm going to get right. a good lawyer in. I'm going to take the four fair. of you to court. All right,
4: fair enough. <laughs> uh, it's sp- it's not enough.
2: It's not enough that I'll be uh, rich. I need you guys to be super poor. <laughs> so I want to take everything I'm you not own. I'm going to
0: laugh at him. I'm just not <laughs> laughing at <you>. him. <laughs>
4: I'm just going to say, kid. <laughs> too late.
0: <More laughs> Beat you no. to it.
4: <laughs> the chance of winning the Mega Millions, if you plan on it, is one in 302.6 million. Uh, the uh, jackpot, by the way, if you uh, do the annuity annual payments over 30 years, you can do that. Or a sole winner who opts for a lump sum payment would get about $527.9 million, but still have to pay taxes and all that fun stuff wherever you live. So there
2: is that. Matthew, you're the professional when it comes to this. If I opt for the um, annuity and then I die next year, what happens?
3: Still goes to your estate. Okay. But but you'd be a fool because that interest only grows at 4%. You get to hire a guy and he'll get you 7 to 10%. Wow. You're living off a
4: financial corner.
3: 275 million is your check. Yeah. times 7%. You know, we,
2: we, we've done this before.
3: 19 million, and then you're going to be make about 10 million a year after taxes. Done.
2: That's all right. I can live on that.
4: Yeah, I can live on that, <laughs> too. Yeah. I think at this point we better do some more figuring, take a little break, and come back with some news. Is that correct? Yes, sir.
3: I think we should <laughs> do that. And I think that I want to tell you about a wonderful, wonderful outfit that would always take your money. If you do win the lottery, you want to donate something to that, you can do that. Minnesota Masonic Charities. They are online at mnmasoniccharities.org. And as you know, Minnesota Masonic Charities, one of the Minnesota's leading service organizations. Why do you know this? Because I've been telling you about it. Just another great example of what great service they do is the Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders. It's located in Duluth, and what they do is they provide early identification treatment, and support for childhood communication disorders that have helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication for their kids since 1900. Amazing work done by amazing people. If you want to learn more, go to MasonicChildrensClinic.org. MasonicChildrensClinic.org. If you want to get involved, they're holding a golf tournament on August 14th, and it's in Duluth. You can call this number. 218 390 0864. 218 390 0864. Minnesota Masonic Charities. I'm very proud of them. I bet you are as well. Compassionate, committed, and very capable.
1: From high atop the boathouse on the east
0: shore of Spoon Lake, we're celebrating 30 years of Garage Logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Visitors flocked to the San Isidro Basilica in the northwestern city of Lyon after two historians published a book saying the ancient goblet was the mythical chalice from which Christ sipped at the Last Supper. They, they claim they can prove it. The director of the Basilica's museum, Raquel Gian said the cup was taken off display on Friday while curators look for an exhibition space large enough to accommodate the crowds.
3: Now, there are no dummies. Now, give me a dollar, you can pass through.
0: <laughs> it was in a very small room where it was not possible to admire it in full, she told AFP, Agent French Press. Made of agate, gold and onyx and encrusted with precious stones, the object in Lyon is formed by two goblets joined together with one turned up, the other down.
3: Okay, this is where I had a little problem. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that's the kind of cup that would have been used? Well, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, That just seemed like more of a um, a simple, you know, uh, guys that gathered. He wouldn't have the ornate, you know, Chalice yet, don't you think?
0: I I uh, you know, it was the last supper. He maybe he's thinking
3: Well bring on all the China. Get me the good give me the, <laughs> me the good cup. Uh, well, yeah, that could be. That could be. Or maybe he just went, you know, a la peanut butter sandwiches. We got a good one here.
0: You know, there there is something wrong with you.
3: What is what is a la peanut butter sandwiches? I don't know. What is that from?
1: That's the uh, the guy from Sesame Street. Thank you. The
3: amazing Mumford. That's the way he did his magic. Eli this Gittier. is, this is,
0: this is. I you know one of the reasons I love this gig he did some magic. is that I never, I have never failed to be surprised. <laughs> I'm talking about the chalice that Christ might have used at the Last Supper, and the next thing I know, we're talking about some guy on Sesame He's doing Street Harry
3: Potter tricks. What the going, hell hey, are, hey, are I you I doing? Peanut butter.
0: Peanut butter. I peanut butter.
3: I love peanut butter sandwich, and then he would. You would point the uh the stick and you know the something would appear. You know, big bird appears or something like that. That was just instead of abracadabra, that was the line that he used. And I was suggesting that uh You think Lord Christ Savior, at the Last Jesus Supper Christ, said a la peanut butter. Going, hey Peter, watch this. You know, I'll, boom. <laughs> I got a chalice for you. <laughs> this one'll this one'll work.
0: Boy, oh boy. Uh it has been known until now as the goblet of the Infanta Donna Urraca, daughter of Fernando I, King of Leon, from 1037 to 1065. The two historians, Leon University medieval history lecturer Margarita Torres and art historian Jose Manuel Ortega del Rio, identified it as the Grail in their book *Kings of the Grail*, published last week. They said two Egyptian part. They found in 2011 at Cairo's University of Al-Hazhar set them on a three-year investigation. Their studies led them to identify the upper part of the princess's goblet made of agate and missing a fragment as described in the parchments as the grail, one of the most prized relics in Christianity. Not to mention them, Isn't this what Indiana Jones was going after? I think so. Wasn't the uh, Wasn't the grail thought to be in the Temple of Doom?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It was offered to Fernando. Hey, Fernando, you look marvelous.
3: You <laughs> know, Fernando. You know, Fernando. Angellas,
0: it looks marvelous. You really need this. This is good for you, though. Uh, it was offered to Fernando a powerful Christian Spanish king as a peace offering by the Emir of a kingdom uh, uh, of a kingdom in the Muslim world, a uh, part of Spain at the time. Torres said in Europe alone, there are two hundred supposed holy Grails. The Spanish researchers admitted they attempted to debunk those other theories by pointing out that no ours is the uh, is the real one.
3: I'm going with
0: a la peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> what if somebody walked into Rick's pawn shop with that? You know, this could be worth something, but I, I'm gonna have to bring in a cardinal or somebody to check it out. Hold on, yeah, I'm bringing in the amazing it, Mumford, yeah.
3: Father Guido Sarducci. Well, yeah. you know, it could be a Rick. It could be a real. Uh, <laughs> but I gotta check. Uh, Gonna have to bring. Are it we bordering?
0: I don't think we've crossed the line into blasphemy here. We're only talking about a chalice. Listen,
3: the good Lord gave me a sense of humor, of yes. which I deal with many an item. Do you? And I'm not. Uh, we're not poking fun. That's no, no. This is what He gave me to use.
0: But you've got me thinking, which is, you know,
3: I, I, that's why I'm here. You know, first the <laughs> no, chalice. Then you're the here as the
0: world's. Run. You're a worse speed bump than me. All <laughs> la peanut butter. Yes. No, you've got me thinking. Uh, would Jesus at the Last Supper? He was a humble guy,
3: very humble guy. Where
0: did they suddenly uh,
3: dream up this bejeweled cup? Where'd that come from? Corporate sponsorship. Just in case they wanted to be sure, and they he had the jacket. Would have the-, the Nike slash on it? No, that's that's you're being silly. Okay, now now we're getting closer. But well, no, you're I, being I, silly. I uh, think when I when I saw this, I thought. I think he would have had a less extravagant chalice. The boys, you know, they gave up all their worldly possessions and followed him. Why would they have had this ornate
0: a chalice? Maybe it was in the room. Maybe it was just, you know, in the sideboard over there and they said, "I'm going to I have to do this now. I let is there a cup around here?" Seriously, and they went over there and there it was. Maybe it wasn't. A la peanut butter sandwiches.
3: Peter, go check again. You know. Thomas, that would be Thomas. Thomas, why don't you go check again? I bet it's there this time. I'll tell you what. You
0: know, it's an important story.
3: Did you look under the bureau? an important story. Right next to the sauce.
0: <laughs> God forgive us. Sorry. I have sinned. You know, you're going to feel pretty... uh I'm getting
3: close. I don't think I have yet. I'm getting close. No?
0: You're you're going to feel pretty stupid when this is proven to be the real deal.
3: Or when I go to the gates, he goes, well, hmm. Let's let me see. see here. There was that time <laughs> on the, March 31st. You weren't the guy laughing, Were you the right? chalice guy? <laughs> let me just look here. Amazing oh, yeah, Mumford, huh? Last day of March. You had to throw a
0: lot peanut, peanut butter in there. Yeah. Last yeah. day of March, 2014. Was hey, it about Peter, two? We,
3: this is the Mumford guy. Yeah. Is he in or not? <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh. Okay. And then I see Christ kind of giving you the finger. No, not the finger. Right, the, the crook pointer. of the come first finger. Say, yeah. hey, come here a minute. Come here a minute.
3: Let me let me tell you something. Let me
0: tell you something. Sit down. Why shouldn't I have you had know, a? Why to... shouldn't I have had a
3: bejeweled a cup? And then, as I'm, leaving and then this, what are you going to do? Crack a joke up there? They'll, they'll get you kicked out. Let's say, hey, speed bump. Yeah, come over here. Get over here. And then but you're going to been you, up here twenty years, and he's been telling me all the stories. <laughs> <laughs> you are not getting in because you know what? I can't take this. I got a kingdom to run. You're, uh, you're a little more personal. No, you
0: you'd know where to find me though. You'd be at the Where would I bar. Be? No.
3: <laughs> that too, but. <laughs> You'd be going, hey, is it 5 o'clock? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Where would I be? You'd be in the garage. No, I'd be in
0: Heaven's Video Store. Oh. Just video looking store, up stuff yes, forever. Video stores. I, could, I could do that into odd infinitum. Heaven
3: is a huge video store. I got a lot of videos.
1: logic is brought to you by north
0: american banking company
1: a better banking experience member fdic and equal housing lender to learn more go to nabankco.com join us all summer
5: long as we look back at 30 years of gl memories
2: Cannot stop
0: him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souchere.
1: Here's Johnny. Hi.
4: Oh, hi. My I back? I'm sorry. I was waiting for an ad that's... I not I wasn't listening apparently. In other news yesterday we heard about the latest New York Times Siena poll that gave former president Donald Trump a huge lead in the race for the Republican presidential spot. That same poll, uh more news from that poll today, it shows Trump and President Joe Biden in a close race if they would face each other oh, God. in November of twenty twenty four. They are tied at 43% in a hypothetical (laughs) rematch of 2024. Uh, Biden's numbers appear to be on the upswing because of voters' feelings of fear toward Trump. Uh, Some numbers have gone up for Biden. His new approval rating of 39% is still really bad historically, but it's risen 6% in the last year. The latest poll found that 23% of registered voters thought the country was on the right track. That also a low number, but 10% better than the same question last year. Uh, well over a year before the election, 16% of those polled, it's hard to believe this is numbers this low, 16% of those polled had unfavorable views of both Biden and Trump. 16, one
3: 6 can we just find some, two gentlemen that can better run this country than it those just, two guys? Uh, it's very de- depressing. It is. We need some change, some turnover.
4: Not a point. You want somebody younger than 77? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. Here, I do. I saw this um, asked aloud on my favorite news site, Twitter. Sorry, X. What happens if we go through this same thing again, right? Come yeah. November, yeah. which lo- looks like it's going to happen. He doesn't win, and we go through this all over again.
0: That psycho could lose by 25 million votes and tell you he won.
1: My point is, and then we go through this all over again
0: in 2028. Yeah, it used to be a hell of a country. (laughs) There's not many ways to look at it anymore. What do you mean? I I don't know. I think we're in. Does anybody know what time it is? Does anybody really care? There are reports that say that you have the
5: lowest approval rating of any vice president. I'm curious how much of a role, if any, that you feel race and gender play in that. Well, there are polls that also
3: say I have great approval ratings. I think the point Mm. that has to be made is that Uh, there are attempts to create distractions away from the accomplishments of our administration. uh,
1: Uh, uh, Meanwhile, four more years, four more years.
2: Whose whose fault is it that these are these are our only options? Is it us, the electorate, or is it the party leaders?
3: Party leaders. Both. Ruin it. They
2: ruined it. Where's the party?
4: (laughs) Meanwhile, Donald Trump's campaign coffers. I knew uh, I'd
3: get him. I knew I'd get
4: him. bringing in a lot of money, but they're being drained by his continuing legal troubles. He took in $53 no, I'm gonna million. Do, What's that, I don't George? care what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get that, a demo car. I'm going to join there we go. I'm going to go on go. the county fair. America, skate.
2: Coming from a guy who can't get out of his easy chair at night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Make well, sure you're hydrated. Because
2: your leg, you have an owie on your leg. It wasn't an owie. No
0: visible wow. wound. I'm going to get me a demo car. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to...
2: You would break travel your, the countryside. You would break your back trying to get into the car. Yeah, you ever climb through a window into a into a car, Duke of hazard style? Come on, Bo. Probably back in the day. You, why don't you just go fishing? I, I think a good place for you is just sit, sitting on the dock Too watching hard to a get bobber. In a boat. Just sit on the dock, watch the bobber. Somebody have to throw it out there for me.
3: Throw it. Over to Dewdrop Pond and try to get some uh, no. bullheads.
2: Are there
0: bullheads in there? Do you think?
3: Yeah, there were when I
4: was a kid. God, bullheads, wow.
0: Bullheads are good you know, eating
4: if you do them right. Yeah, I used to be the big draw when I was a kid. We'd go to the lake. My dad would catch a bunch of them. My mom would cook them, and maybe that's why I don't like fish anymore. Oh my God,
0: yeah. <laughs> did they taste fishy? I bet I they, they did. I didn't eat them. I said they're I good if you're done it. right. I've never eaten a bullhead in my life. Yeah, we and were I gonna won't.
3: Stop. We were going to stop and get some sandwiches, remember? Some bullhead <laughs> yeah, that's sandwich, right. fish sandwiches. Not eating
4: that
0: crap.
3: Fast food. I would need a bullhead sandwich if you gave it to me. <laughs>
4: Hunter Biden's former business partner insisted in testimony to Congress yesterday that President Joe Biden was never directly involved in their financial dealings, but he said Hunter would often put his famous dad on speakerphone to impress clients and business associates. The Republican-led House Oversight Committee conducted a more than five-hour interview with Devin Archer as part of its expanding inquiry into the Biden family businesses as the GOP explores a potential impeachment inquiry into the president. Both Republican and Democratic lawmakers inside the closed door interview said Archer testified that over the span of 10 years Hunter Biden put his father on the phone probably around 20 times while in the company of associates, but never once spoke about any business dealings. New York Rep Dan Goldman, who was representing Democrats inside the room, told reporters after the interview that Archer testified that Hunter sold the illusion of access to his father by taking credit for the things his father did as vice president that he had no part in.
3: See, but what they didn't tell you is they didn't put him on there to impress his business associates. Hunter put him on there to say, listen how dumb my dad is watch what he says here
0: <laughs> if you were Biden would do you tell that kid to get lost they all use each other I mean Trump's but, got a lot of kids too that are freeloaders
3: I don't think he's a good dad
0: both of them are not good
3: how old is Barron now Barron's well, f- off the scene so about, is Melania
0: about 50
3: Baron is, he's like six, like, yeah. He's Robert Wadlow esque. He's he's tall, yeah. I saw a picture of him not too long ago. He's 17. What kind of life does that poor kid have? Six, seven. Johnny, he's six, seven. Six, seven? What's he do all day? Play video games? Uh, I bet he stays away from his dad.
2: He's a teenager. Figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> a lot to
4: digest in this story. From I'm gonna get it right to the kickers because the serious yeah. story at this point, you know,
2: the uh, door is locked, Joe. If you know what
4: I'm saying, it's a big house. A lot to digest in this story from North Carolina. Deputies say a naked man was shot twice after he crashed his pickup truck into a mobile home in granite quarry north carolina on sunday
0: <laughs> that says it all doesn't it <laughs> yeah.
4: we well, got more according to the report <laughs> william wells jr was shot twice in the incident that happened in the 1600 block of rainy road at the trailer park when deputies arrived at that location they say they found wells naked covered in blood and they also say a woman with a machete was there <laughs> <laughs> was she clothed she was clothed yes hmm Uh, deputies say it all started when wells drove his ford f-250 into the side of a mobile home wells left the scene after deputies said he tried to assault the woman living in the home was not successful in doing that wells also threatened neighbors in other homes according to the report one neighbor warned wells to stay away from him and when wells didn't he shot wells with a 45 handgun Uh, wells does have injuries but he should be okay they're not life threatening deputies say there are charges likely in this case but they're trying to uh, Well, put everything together to see what happened. The American Red Cross is helping the resident of the heavily damaged mobile home. In San Antonio, Texas, the boyfriend here uh, did not get the hint the first time. Man is hospitalized after being shot several times while visiting his girlfriend on the northwest side of San Antonio. It uh, happened about three in the morning on Monday. He said when they got to a home, they found a man with two gunshot wounds to his leg. He told police his girlfriend had called and told him to meet her at the house. When she wasn't at her house, a group of men were, and they started shooting at him. The men all got into an older model truck and drove off. Now, the really odd thing about the story is the same thing happened to him earlier in the evening. About 11 that evening, his girlfriend asked him to meet her at a nearby gas station. When he got there, his girlfriend was there with a group of guys who opened fire on him. He was able to drive off without being shot during that first incident. Uh, Police say they do have a woman in custody, but they have
3: not said anything about charges
2: yet. This guy's named Charlie Brown? What a
3: (laughs) doofus. Right. right. I I dropped that gal. You know that boy? (laughs) You think? Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, you want more, Joe? I
3: okay. I sure, know. we
4: got leprosy in Florida. You want that?
3: Yeah, I see that. Leprosy cases are increasing.
0: I didn't think, I thought it was eradicated.
3: But let's get rid of leprosy. Nope. Why is it still Hel- around?
4: Health officials say cases of leprosy, also known as Hansen's disease, are surging in central Florida. In a research letter, the CDC said that central Florida has accounted for 81% of reported cases in the state and almost one-fifth of all cases nationwide the letter says leprosy has been historically uncommon in the united states the incidents peaked around 1983 right. yes. <laughs> and a drastic reduction in the annual number of documented cases occurred from the 1980s through 2000. since then reports demonstrate a gradual increase in the incidence of leprosy in the united states authorities said that several cases in central florida have demonstrated no clear evidence of zoonotic exposure or traditionally known risk factors I also noted they've reported a case of lepromatous leprosy in the area in a male resident without risk factors for known transmission.
3: Common symptoms include runny nose, dry scalp, eye problems, trouble getting out of recliner chairs on your legs.
0: <laughs> you know you can't <laughs> call leprosy Hansen disease. Um, that's
3: what I'm looking up. Who's Hansen? Why? Because why that
0: that you know that's like calling cancer Willy Wonka disease.
2: Right. There's there's it, why, uh, why there's he, no. Uh, I thought it. Isn't it a biblical disease? I thought it had been around forever. That's it like was of its publicity. I thought it was erased. <laughs> from.
0: I thought mankind was done <laughs> with it. Well, they had the island.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: leper don't they have island? Leper Island, leper island leper, and uh, Leper Hawaii. Pits? And they dig a big Hawaii. hole. You know, from, we did
0: this bit already.
3: Right, the finger yeah. bucket. Yeah.
0: You know, there's a super moon tonight. <laughs> Throw in the bucket. I know about yeah, the super moon. There's a super moon tonight, John. Tonight is National night out, night out, isn't it? Yes, it is. And if you don't see the moon tonight, the super moon, you have to wait nine years.
3: Ooh, That's the next one? It's the big one. Okay. Uh, huh. I'm going to see it because I'm going to be out tonight in South St. Paul. We're hitting it. We're hitting it. You mean you're going to be in your yard? Well, they, gotta, they have the banners was up. Was that
1: and... the end of the sentence? What? You just stopped with your thought there.
0: Transition. No, I have the story right here. Oh, I see. oh here about, we go. I was looking for something pertinent. It's a full moon. It happens tonight.
3: And uh, there you have it Gerhard Heinrich Armour Hansen. born in 1841 in Norway. He discovered it, I bet. Uh, he was the guy that said, This is going <laughs> on. Yes, you know is. what he said? This isn't good. This is not good. I can see this. <laughs> what is
2: National Night Out like on the Suchere block?
3: It doesn't exist.
2: You guys don't get together?
3: I don't know. You grill brats? Over oh, on Main. That's a tough street over there on Main. Maybe some
0: burgers? If we grill brats, I'm telling you what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at a picture of Spencer's newest creation. What's that,
3: Joe? Root beer float brats. I'm telling wow. you, that sounds
0: fantastic.
3: Well, you can only try them in one place.
0: It's a distinct root beer flavor with a little mozzarella cheese blended in. It's so <laughs> crazy, it just might work. Well, I, for some reason, it just sounds, you know what it sounds like? Refreshing.
1: You know, what? you've got that maple touch when you have, make sausages in the morning. I like it.
0: Yeah, I like you, it. you get the root beer. And uh, it's the new summer flavor from Grundhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, the original location in Hugo on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and another Spencer location in Forest Lake, just east of 35 on 97. In fact, at Forest Lake, they're looking for employees. If you want to get really? into the meat business, is
1: that a hint towards us?
0: Yeah, all of you would do well to maybe <laughs> apply there and see how it works out for you. They're looking, although uh, although customer service is important, and you'd yeah, all flunk yeah, that. We're not know. very good at on that. Beat, beat.
3: Instagram Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. What do you want to see on sale this week? Steaks, root beer floats, beef sticks, root beer float brats. All right, I'll put that in root beer float brats. Yeah. You make suggestions on what you want on sale? <laughs> yep.
0: Neat. But they have it all at Grunhofer's. It's not just brats. It's burgers, steaks, pork shoulders, chicken, salmon. You name it. It's just a meat emporium like none other. The GLers meet there. A lot of times the GLers meet there on Saturdays.
1: Their salmon, by the way, yeah. is very, very underrated. Well, I'm, how could it be? It's salmon. It's, it's got to so be good. perfect. It's so good.
0: Oh, man. It's it's uh, it's summer. It's grilling season. It's cabin season take your cooler to Grunhofer's load it up and head up north or wherever you're heading you'll you'll uh, you'll thank the old mayor for that recommendation mm-hmm. Grunhofer's a mile north of about a mile north of Hugo on Highway 61 if that far and again in Forest Lake on Highway 97 just east of 35 Grunhofer's old fashioned meats
3: Let's go because we were going to go to dinner Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts
0: of life, Joe Suchere. Don't read my name if this is read on the podcast. Joe, as you read a few days ago, the story about EVs and the cargo ship that caught fire and the shipping vessel that refused to transport a different shipment reminded me of last winter. I'm a trooper in the Owatonna area. Last winter on I-35, we had a Tesla Model X, the one with the Falcon doors that swing up. Easily an 80 grand vehicle, if minimally specced from Tesla. It ran out of battery by Reavers Old Stomping Grounds, Fairbowl. The owner of the Tesla was southbound on 35 and was towing a 20 to 25 foot V-nose enclosed trailer and ran out of battery just north of Fairbowl by Highway 21. I know, big whoop, right? Our dilemma was, no tow company in our area wants to tow these EVs off the road. Right. Too much of a fire risk and guessing you'd have to pay a premium on your shop insurance. No one has a mobile diesel generator to rescue or charge EVs since it's not cost effective. But we couldn't tow them off to the nearest charger either, says tows wouldn't touch it. Eventually, we found a tow company that was willing to take the chance. The company that towed it has a big open tow yard where they can store it away from everything else in case it catches fire. I love Teslas, have rented them in the past while on vacation in Phoenix. But like you said, they're great cars, but not for everyday use. This poor guy probably topped off the battery at some supercharger in the Metro and trusted the computer to tell him he'd make it to the supercharger in Albert Lee. The guy didn't make it to the first Fairbo- <laughs> to the first Faribault exit. That's a 50-mile miscalculation. Faribault doesn't have anything that would charge no. the Tesla X any faster than two days. Wow. Not even a non-Tesla EV charger. Huh. Anyway, no need to read this on the air. Well, I just did. Okay. Just thought you'd want to see the problem from that aspect. I never did ask the tow company what the bill was and how the owner was able to charge, That's her, charge I it, ask. where he was able to charge it, and how long he was stranding, stranded charging it without a supercharger. Woo. Wow! Well, I'm su-
2: surprised ahead. that uh, Tesla doesn't have a network set up throughout the United States to service and pick these things up and work and on. And this it. guy's right. If he left the metro, he didn't even get halfway. But he was towing an enclosed trailer.
0: Mhm.
2: Well, that's why. I don't well, that's a good point.
0: I don't know what the towing capacity of a Tesla would be. Yeah, the weight capacity, I, I don't know. But a 20 to 25 foot V-nose enclosed trailer, that's a
2: big, big trailer. Yeah, it sounds like a snowmobile trailer. Yeah, heavy, heavy trailer. Or a fish house. Only because they come to us.
0: Well, where are we now? I have to look. We moved. They're in Edinburgh, Scotland. The Whoa. Traveling Lymans. Ooh.
3: Wow. Congrats.
0: I've been there. Boy, you're going to love that, Lymans. Especially if you're scotch drinkers.
3: Oh, yeah? Good place to go. Quickly,
1: a Tesla Model 3 can tow a trailer or camper up to 2,000 pounds, according to factory specs. So I don't know if that... Well,
0: a 20 to 23-foot trailer, depending on what was in it, I bet that was all of 2,000 pounds. Extra battery. On this day in 1820. Aug 1. Lewis Cass, governor of Michigan Territory, negotiated a peace treaty between the Dakota and the Ojibwe at what is now Fort Snelling mm. hmm. on this day in 1849. The Lake Superior and Mississippi Railroad inaugurated rail travel between St. Paul and Duluth. Okay. All right. On this day in 1989, Duluth held its first Bayfront Blues Festival. Originally a small one-day regional event, it has grown into one of the major blues festivals in the country, attracting fans from all over the world, hosting over 200 blues performers of national and regional acclaim, and growing in attendance from about 1,000 the first year to nearly 60,000 over a three-day period in 1998. Do they still have it? was uh,
4: just looking. Funny, you should ask. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I was in attendance, well, that was about 10 years ago. That's fun. I like that event.
4: Well, those Mysterians yeah. that
0: run Duluth probably
4: screwed this thing No, up. I think it is still no, going, isn't they, it? They still have. In fact, boy, they got some great axes Who's buddy coming? Guy, buddy Guy, Ronnie Baker-Brooks, Charlie Musselwhite, uh, Rick Estrin and the Night Nightcats, uh, Rusty Zinn, uh, Elvin Bishop's Big Fun Trio. Okay, buddy. when Ronda is it, John? Cannon. August. August 11th, 12th, and 13th oh, of this year. A week. Uh, buddy
2: Guy's got to be getting up there, huh? Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, I just saw him last
2: year. He was still great and wonderful.
0: On this day in 2007. Not too many years ago. The Interstate 35W bridge over the Mississippi River in Minneapolis collapsed during the evening rush hour. 13 people were killed and 145 injured. And we
3: all remember that. God, that must have been the worst feeling.
0: We were not on the air. We had left the air. This happened about six oh five, six ten p.m. And mm. Kenny, uh, Kenny, you actually claim you have you heard it go down.
2: It was the, the reason I remember. It was a really thick day. You could see the air. It was cloudy. It was humid. Yep. And I heard thunder, and I started looking around for lightning. And by the and I was going over the Franklin to get onto the Parkway, and by the time I got down to Minnehaha Falls, my phone was blowing up, mm-hmm. um, be- because of that. Yeah,
1: I didn't. Re- I forgot it we, was so late in the
2: day. We went back into work. John, I think John, I did. John did. Nancy uh, Fox did. Fox, and a few other people, and we were on the air all night.
0: Rook, I, I, keep, I kind of feel bad. I didn't... Um, we didn't go back? I we worked. didn't go back, yeah. Uh, we didn't... Uh, I think we didn't, a, You weren't we asked. Yeah,
2: we didn't call you. Oh, okay. Then who who, who was
1: up? on the air then, Kenny,
2: after Joe? I don't remember. Oh. Six o'clock, who would have been? Jason Lewis? I think it was probably network programming. Okay.
4: Well, I think it would have been, J- been Jason no, Lewis. It might have been Jason, yeah. Jason into Tommy, I think. Jason for two hours. And neither and of them would have known anything about the bridge.
2: No, they they went. What they did is they threw it to Channel 5. Yeah. Uh. And then uh, I got in a huge yelling match, surprise, surprise, with A Man. And pretty much told him what we were going to (laughs) do. And it's funny you say that. And we followed through (laughs) and we did it. And Heyman actually thanked me the next day for being such a prick. It's
0: it's (laughs) funny you you said that. that. We did the same thing on September 11, 2001. Yes. I got into a big kerfuffle with Heyman because Heyman wanted to go network news. Right. And I said, no, we're going to do it. And he ended up saying that was the right call.
2: Yeah.
3: That was. I remember that.
4: You can actually go to uh, YouTube. It has uh, the KSTP AM broadcast from six to seven PM that day. Okay. Uh, from Radiotapes.com. It would been you
0: guys, right?
2: No, I didn't go back until I, I, uh, I think ten o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I went yeah, home. That's the things away. to do?
4: I, did
2: you? <laughs> I, I just turned around and went back a, a little minute.
4: bit. Nancy no. Was uh, in, yeah, control. I said, "All right, I'll I'll just go home."
2: Yeah, so. no, I had um, child care issues. Oh, ben was Ben was, ben was seven, yeah, and uh, the roommate was at work until nine, so as soon as she got home from work, I went in, and then at about two in the morning, I went down there, uh, and that was really interesting and fascinating. Wow, I the, the the image though that still sticks out is
1: the school bus that did not tip over. How in the Lord's name that thing did not tip over? It fell down and just landed on its wheels.
0: There were some brave frogmen type
2: who went diving down there. Yeah, I had a brother-in-law that worked for HCMC as a paramedic, and he was crawling around down there. Oh. Well, I'm talking about the guys who went down went in underwater the water. into yeah. the twisted steel. Yeah, yeah so. that's ballsy. Yep.
4: The uh, six o'clock show that evening was Matt Thomas. Oh, that's looked, right. I was just
2: answering
4: right. the uh, Matt Thomas to the broadcast.
0: Dylan well, Kirsten. thanks, Yellers. It was a horse bleep
4: show. <laughs> really? <laughs> we all got <laughs> flipped off once.
2: <laughs> Not me. I got that it twice. Thing. Actually, yeah. I got, back. I did. I got double. <laughs> and I gave it back once.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I guess this is where I jump in and tell you to um, go to YouTube, subscribe to Garage Logic, and then be entertained for free. Now, if you want more entertainment, cost you about 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks for the year to sign up for the garage logic town council we also have some state fair announcements coming up the next couple of weeks a lot of we do you know, we got we're not we've told you yet you might actually tell them on the air and don't forget for those of you that want to sign up online for august 14th 30th anniversary podcast at the chan Th- theaters It's going to be a great night.
1: It is time once again that we pick up the phone and we make the call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And as always, you will get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And the man himself, Josh Arnold, is with us once again here in Garage logic and boy, Josh, it is an AI world, isn't it?
5: It is a big time AI world, and that, Chris, is the ma- those are the magic initials: AI, artificial intelligence. I cannot believe so far in earnings announcements that have been coming out. We're in the middle of a pretty heavy duty earnings season, so we're going to concentrate on the earnings and not the Fed. Although the Fed will continue to say higher for longer, higher higher for longer higher for longer and that mantra will continue probably for the next year Plus. And quite frankly, along with this higher for longer, is a very big positive that the economy is still pretty strong. But AI, that has been in just about every earnings call that I have heard. And we're not talking just about Microsoft, Google, and Meta. During their conference call, the term AI was heard over 100 times with all three companies, or a total of over 100, with all three companies during the three conference calls last week. And this week, well, it's no different as AI has been mentioned on a continuous basis. And that's not just from technology companies, the companies that you would typically expect. It's from industrial companies like Eaton talking about artificial intelligence. What does Eaton have? have to do with artificial intelligence? Aren't they in power management for manufacturing companies? Yes, they are. But they utilize those artificial intelligence tools for their product. They've probably been there for a while, but with AI being discussed very strongly, at least since May, when Microsoft brought up their deal with OpenAI, a private company, to incorporate AI's chat GPT within Bing, And Microsoft's other offerings, AI and news of AI has powered up the stock market. So we have Eaton, which is up to a new high on, there you go, not only using their tools, but artificial intelligence. Then there's Leisure Company, and I do focus on leisure companies, but Marriott reported their numbers this morning. Another beat, and raise quarter this quarter, not just on domestic travel, but on international travel. And in the conference call, Marriott's CEO brought up artificial intelligence and how they utilize artificial intelligence in their back office to help them determine where need is and help customers with a better, a better experience at Marriott hotels. Do pay attention to the uses that artificial intelligence brings We'll say to companies And do be aware that the mention Or the mere mention of artificial intelligence Is enough to give any stock a little bit of boost Additionally today, Caterpillar had a beat and raised quarter They too mentioned artificial intelligence now Tonight we have one of the leading semiconductor names Advanced Micro Devices reporting their earnings And I think there could be a focus on their development of artificial intelligence chips later this week favorites apple and amazon report on thursday and we still have some more names to go over in addition to them going to be an interesting week and we're starting into a seasonably weak few months in the stock market so pay attention, make sure you have some cash available for what could be you know, another interesting time with a little bit of profit-taking.
1: Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608 where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, is always, thank Thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday.
5: You got a deal, Chris. Thanks.
1: Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice.
0: Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.